0: Hey, this is Kiran from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Rick Tronzo with us. Rick is an award-winning business coach and conflict resolution specialist helping businesses and professionals crush goals, level up and get unstuck. Rick, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. You read that almost as if I wrote that. <laughs>
0: so, Rick, tell me about it. So, how is your experience uh, being an award-winning business coach, right? What do you do on a regular basis? What is your routine like? And uh, how do you crush goals yourself?
1: So what I do is when I engage with a client, I meet them where they are. And so everybody is an individual. Everybody has a unique story to tell, a backstory, why they went into business, how they conduct their business. So as a coach, I meet them where they are in their business and really focus on where they want to be. So whatever their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations are, and I help them to achieve them based on strategies and not just uh, hope, right? Because hope is not a strategy, but really crafting tangible uh, processes so that they can go and get from point A to point B.
0: Tell me a bit about it. What are those strategies that you are speaking of, right? If there are any particular Uh, formulas that you use or if there is any something that you should know. So what would that be?
1: It really varies from client to client, but some of the things that I see that are very similar are uh, really challenges managing. We call it time management, but it really in essence is priority management. So we start with Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. Where are they spending a lot of their time? Are they spending it on Uh, the trivial many or the vital few. And then seeing where they end up at the beginning, the middle, and the end of the day. Are they getting the things done that not only they want, but do they need to? And where are they spending their time and their energy? Some clients have challenges managing people. Maybe they have challenges with uh, communicating with their team. Maybe they have challenges just being a business owner. Even if even if you go to college and you get uh, a business degree or you uh, get an MBA or you get all kinds of certifications, the real world is different. So it's not, and you're, yeah, I see that, right? So you get it. It's different when you're applying it in real world situations. And so a lot of the things that you don't learn in school are uh, how to resolve conflicts how to take care of customers and what that customer experience looks like, how to be accountable not only to yourself, but to your clients and really um, not just meet expectations, but exceed expectations and not to get caught in your own head and in your own way.
0: Totally. And one of my clients, Don Williams, says that uh, when you use your best experience, what is the best customer experience? It starts at 11 and goes on to wow. So that's what good customer experience is. What according to you is good customer experience?
1: That you've exceeded expectations. It's like if you go to a restaurant and you order a meal and you get more than you even imagine that you would get. The experience and the food and the atmosphere and just the vibe is so much greater than you could have ever imagined. That's what I, you know, really, uh, you know, endeavor to do. And so does my clients. And so some of the things that hold them back, it's not hard to adjust, but it's believing that there is an adjustment to be made and, and buying into that. We don't have to blow things up and start from scratch because that usually isn't the case. But to make that slight adjustment, to see things as they really are, you see the forest behind me. So there's a saying, seeing the forest through the trees. Okay, really seeing things as they are, right? And what those decisions that you're making, how they affect your day, your team, your business now, your business moving in the future. So it, it really transcends The business, because it's that balance. And I'm not a life coach, I'm a business coach, but there is a balance. And so if your home life is interfering with your business life or vice versa, you're never going to have balance. And is balance possible? Is it achievable? Is it attainable? The answer is yes, whatever that looks like for you, right? We have to continue. We can't take so-called our foot off the gas when it comes to doing that and always being open to learning more. I never walk into a room and I'm the smartest person in the room, right? I I want to learn. I want to uh, be humble and, and, you know, be there for them, not for me.
0: And one of the things that I would want to accomplish in my life is one day, I'd want to uh, walk into a room and call myself the smartest guy, but that is never going to happen. So... (laughs) Uh, But the quest should be there because if that quest is there, uh, somehow uh, I'm going to get smarter myself and uh, accomplish more in my life than usual. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, Rick, my next question to you lies along the lines of getting unstuck. Okay. So if there are points where where in business we are stuck at a particular point, how do we get unstuck and what are your ways of it?
1: I rely on my background to help businesses get unstuck. So part of my backstory is why I became a business coach. So 14 years ago, I was diagnosed with my first brain tumor. Mm -hmm. I've never had cancer. I want to make that perfectly clear. But my brain tumor um, was growing in me for 15 years. It was undiscovered. And when it hit critical mass, if I didn't go to the doctor, I would have passed away just from the pressure. Mm -hmm. So. A long story short, I went and uh, had surgery after discovery. Three weeks after that, I had 10 and a half hours of surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, Spoiler alert, I live. Mm -hmm. But my head was uh, so compromised, my skull, that my head is titanium. And I was paralyzed from the waist down. That's the collateral damage from my benign, so to speak, brain tumor. And so I spent eight, eight days in the hospital and then went to physical therapy. I had no idea what to expect. I'd never been sicker in the hospital prior, so I went to physical therapy, and I was my expectations were exceeded, and they made my experience exactly what I want my clients' experience to be. Uh, they made it fun in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. safe, uh, convenient, and uh, really it just a, a pleasant learning experience. And they included me in all my therapy. My goal was to walk out of there again. Uh, They said that I may never walk again. And so I spent six and a half weeks. Like coaching, this is what I took away from it. The therapist couldn't walk for me, but they could show me strategies Mm. on how to stand, to walk, and to do things again, so long as connections were made from my brain down to my spine, which they seemed to be doing. So if I ask you the question, do you remember when you learned how to walk the first time? No. No, nobody does. But I had to as a, I was in my early forties. I had to learn how to walk again. So I had to learn those strategies. So they couldn't pick me up because that would have just enabled me to have somebody pick me up for the rest of my life. Mm. So I, I had to go, okay, so in the wheelchair, shift your weight, Rick. Okay, put your nose over your toes and so on and so forth until you can stand on your own, then take a step, then take two, then this is the way that we do it. Not unlike we do for our clients. I can't do the heavy lifting for them, mm. right? They have to be able to do it themselves. So I show them how they can be successful with things that we, we learn, right? And the part of it is the accountability. I don't, I don't, give them homework. But what I do is we have conversations quite often. How are you doing with this? Uh, Why is this working? You know, that's great. Why do you think that this isn't working? I can't walk for them. They have to uh, be able to be shown how to walk for themselves. And whatever they're seeing that they do, um, get a challenge for them, but even greater, some of the strengths that they have, how we can make that bigger, better, stronger, faster, and have them be smarter at that. Does that make sense?
0: It totally does. It totally does Rick. And I've got a clear understanding on uh, how to get unstuck at points, wherever we are needed to. And you are a warrior yourself. So thank you so much for sharing a bit about yourself, Uh, Rick, let's speak about uh, professionals. Okay. So who are the professionals that you work with? right? Uh, and how do you connect with them?
1: You mean, how do I find them? How do I, how do I engage with clients? Things oh, yeah. like that. How do you, who are your
0: clients basically? Right. And, uh, how do they connect with you? Uh, any ways of connecting to you?
1: Sure. So I'll start with who my clients are. Uh, my client, uh, portfolio is quite diverse. Although almost two thirds of my clients work in the trades. Ah, uh, their plumbers, their demolition companies, their container removal, their electricians, uh, or construction companies. Yeah. Um, so they are uh, again about two thirds of my clients. I do coach IT companies, insurance companies, real estate companies, promotions companies, uh, those types of businesses as well. Lawyers, um, things like that. But when it comes down to, I'll use lawyers for example. Okay. Would they be, in your perception, very good at business?
0: Mm, not very much. They, mo- they should be good at law, but they might not be good
1: at business. And that's, and that's really spot on. And the one thing that is a gap for law offices is the sales process. Mm. They're not too sure how to sell. They do maybe one class in uh, a semester on how to sell but they have to build their book of business just like a business coach, just like uh, an insurance agent, just like a construction company, and they have to show what their value is, but they have to earn. So how do they earn without it being, uh, you know, all of these things that are out there? I could show you how you can make 40% more revenue in 90 days. Nonsense. There's It's a process. Those are get rich quick uh, it's grifter, it's it's scam, and that is what it's about. It's creating those processes and a lot of times it's concentrating uh, the time and energy and the priorities where they need to be, uh, not only for themselves, but for their clients and how they protect their time. So that's no different than a construction company. Um, if, if they are doing everything for everybody, then they're not concentrating on Uh, who their really ideal client is. And more times than not, especially in the trades, they're not too sure what kind of profit margin that they're making. So they're very good at creating. They're very good at uh, making someone's home or someone's space uh, beautiful and a place where they love to come to. But they don't charge what they should charge, okay, based on – well, that might be too expensive, or a preconceived notion they can't uh, they can't afford that, or they just have no semblance of what profit margin actually entails. So, what I do is to use that strategy so that they can work a little bit less hard and earn more money. The medicine doesn't have to taste bad for it to be effective, So that's really what my clients are. How I acquire my clients is through a combination of social media, networking, being involved in organizations, uh, search engine optimization, my website, things like that. But the greatest way that I personally get clients is people refer people to me. So if their experience is good, they Mm -hmm. want somebody else to, to experience that as well. So I show them how they can replicate. I train people in a passive way how they can become good salespeople for me and I'm good salesperson for them and their business and their organization and what's important to them. Right. Yeah. So it, it goes both ways. It's kind of that giver's gain that we talk about in BNI, Business Networking International, things like that. But it's absolutely critical uh, that we create that community where my businesses actually interact with each other, whether they are, Uh, competition or not, no one considers themselves competition, but I bring them once a month into a meeting in the evening time on the first Thursday of the month. And we have an hour and all I do is facilitate a discussion between all of my clients. What are they seeing out there? How can they help each other? This isn't a coaching session. This is just a bringing a community together session.
0: Mm. So that's what, uh, like, even if they come together, they are not going to compete with each other.
1: So they don't. No, at all. Even, even in, say, a construction company. Even for myself, I'll use myself as an example. Um, if you needed, uh, Karen, if you needed budgeting for your company, mm. could I help you? Yes. Mm. Um, is it going to take a while? For me, it will, because that isn't really the coaching that I engage in. Can somebody do it better than I can? Yes. So I would actually refer you, which I had before, to a specialized coach. Mm. Then, you know, he does budgeting for companies. Yes. You're going to get more value out of that, right? Uh, if there's somebody that's better at succession planning, we just did this. Um, am I good at succession planning? Yes. Yes. Am I as good as this other coach uh, that is in my area? I really am not. So for the betterment of my client, because I want what's best for them, I referred that coach. We had a meeting. I'm not, is the revenue important? Of course. But is that really the end all be all? The answer is no. It's really helping our clients get from point A to point B, whatever that looks like. And if it's not me, I will refer somebody else happily and gladly that can do something more specialized than I can.
0: Totally. That's a wonderful way of moving forward and that's the way of doing good to Im- humanity, right? Don't try to cut, cut roads, rather do business, right? <laughs> Let's that's let right. you go uh Rick tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you. Uh your email, your website, your social media. Sure.
1: Absolutely. So and and I'll send you the links but um or thegrowthcoach.com. Those are the ways to get a hold of me. Um, I have all of my information that I'll send to you, but uh, I'm found on LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that. And if somebody just wants to talk or have a question, I'd be more than happy to uh, engage with that. I have clients all over uh, the United States and we have coaches in our network Uh, all over the globe in 15 different countries. So uh, we are absolutely an international organization.
0: So do reach out, guys. And Rick, my final question, okay? Tell us something, your secret sauce uh, for growing our businesses.
1: Empathy. That's if you show that you care enough to enter their world and listen and see exactly what they need and want and, you know, what really drives them and identifying with that, that's that's the secret. Before I had my brain tumor, I thought that I was, uh, and I have three of them, I live with two right now, and I could, and again, not cancer, but if I was to do what I'm doing 15 years ago, I would have been a very poor coach. Uh, I didn't have that empathy. Uh, my experiences have evolved that uh, sense of empathy to the point where um, it's made me a, a better coach for sure, a uh, better human being, a better father, a better husband, better brother, and just a, a better person. So I'm that for me is The empathy and uh, either you have it or you don't. And I, I think that's the delineating factor Uh, for anything that we do as coaches or as just as human beings
0: totally i agree with you on that rick so thank you so much on being on the show rick it was a wonderful opportunity to meet you and to know more
1: about how to
0: gain our success
1: thank you i appreciate thank you so much for inviting me i'm humbled
0: thank you so much again i am your host kiran agrar signing off you guys take care bye guys